So welcome to the Active for Life podcast. My name is Richard Manette. I'm the Managing Director at Active for Life, and I'll be your host today. You know in a world where children are less likely to be physically active, our purpose at Active for Life is to help parents to raise physically literate children. Kids develop physical literacy in a lot of different ways, and one way is through organized sports. However, sports don't always provide the positive experience that we might hope for our children. And sometimes it's the adults who are the problem. It could be a negative coach, abusive spectators, or the parent who is a little too over-involved in their child's sport experience. All of these things can lead to a negative sport experience for kids. So our guest today is a true real-life expert on how to help kids live a positive sport experience. John O'Sullivan is the founder and CEO of the Changing the Game Project. John started the Changing the Game Project as a campaign to promote the principles of positive, child-centered sport to coaches, parents, and sport administrators. Through the Changing the Game Project website, podcasts, live workshops, and online programs, John promotes parenting and coaching behaviors and attitudes that support the positive development of healthy young athletes. John, it's a pleasure to have you with us today. Richard, it's uh, great to be on. It's an honor to be on and to talk to you again. Awesome. So, John, could you uh, just talk briefly about your own background in sports and coaching and what inspired you to start the Changing the Game project? Sure. I grew up in New York. I was a typical, I'm 47 years old, so I would say I was fairly typical of my generation of kids, played in the in-town leagues, a multitude of sports, so soccer, basketball, wrestling, baseball, played pond hockey in the winter. I played some golf. Um, if you grew up in Long Island, you're pretty much required to play some lacrosse, you know, so just sort of out there on the streets every day with your friends. And then once in a while heading to practice, uh, to play. And, you know, then I went on kind of fell in love with the soccer piece, uh, played, uh, NCA division one soccer, played professionally for a short stint before, a few injuries sent me down the coaching pathway and I was able to coach uh, university in the States and then a lot of years on the youth side of things. So I've pretty much coached every age from age four to, you know, 34 and everything in between. Um, and then in 2012, I was kind of burnt out on the day-to-day coaching for a bit and decided how can I make a bigger impact and and share my knowledge. So I ended up writing this book called Changing the Game, which was a guide for parents on help how to help their kids have the right mindset in sports and, and have a great sport experience. And then I um you know realized that it's actually not super hard to write a book. It's really hard to let people know that you have a book. And so I uh, started a blog and now today we have a very widely read blog and social media platforms. And we also have a podcast called Way of Champions where we're out there kind of sharing this message on what does great coaching look like, how to support your kids on their journey and sharing messages from everyone from top coaches and athletes to uh, sports scientists and psychologists of of what does the evidence say is is a great sporting experience for our children? And that's exactly why I introduced you as a true 
life, real life expert is, is I know you, where you came from and you really came from a, a passion for sport and uh, from a, a frontline perspective, I would say, being an athlete yourself when you were younger and a coach. Um, you know, I've been involved in sport as a dad, a coach and a, a professional sports psychology consultant for 30 years. And there's one thing I know, when parents go bad, it goes viral. Uh, we had a case recently here in Canada where two parents assaulted a hockey referee on the ice after the game, and uh, it made the news across the country. And in this case, criminal charges were laid. So I, I also know that most parents are behaving in a good way that actually helps their kids live a positive export experience. But what do these 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 spectacular, highly publicized events where parents do go bad what does it say about the state of, of kids' sports today? Yeah, I mean, it's really sad. And obviously, if you, you know, there's a few sort of websites that track that type of behavior now. And I think, like you said, these are definitely the outliers. But these outlier incidents have really, really negative consequences. I mean, if, if a seven-year-old hockey player watches his uh, father assault a referee and then get let off the ice and, and handcuffs and, and go to jail. I mean, that's not just traumatic for him or her, but you know, for everybody there, all those kids. And I, I think we should really take notice from our children that regardless of what happens in the game, usually about five minutes after they're over it, right? They want lunch and they want to go to the hotel pool and they, they just, they're, they've processed it and they've understood that, you know, losing a seven-year-old game is really not that big a deal, but it's us adults, us coaches, us parents who have the most problems, I think, processing it and, and dealing with that situation. And so, you know, we, we look at these outlier situations and they get probably a lot more publicity today just because they, you know, everyone's got social media, everyone's got a video camera. So it's not like these things never took place before, but they're front and center in our psyche today. And, and what I really think is the most damaging thing, Richard, is that we use these 1% of parents who have really lost the plot as an excuse not to engage with the 99% of parents who are great and love their kids and just want to help. And so we almost have this adversarial coaches and parents are enemies of each other. And in my own personal coaching, I, I couldn't find anything farther from the truth. My parents are my greatest, you know, my greatest allies and we work together to help the children improve. And, um, you know, this is what we have to get by. We have to deal with these, uh, the, the lunatics who have completely lost it by removing them and sadly probably their kids from the sport experience. And then we have to engage the rest of the great parents and say, here's how you can help this. And, and right now, too many organizations or are afraid to remove the non-helpful people. And, and that to me is the first step. I couldn't agree with you more, John. Uh, someone here in Canada, Sheldon Kennedy, who's an ex-NHL hockey player, um, started a, an organization called Respect in Sport. And uh, once he shared a lesson with me, he said, what we need to do is to give words to the quiet majority 
of parents who actually are doing the right thing so that they can actually spread the word the right way and help control these 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 uh, behaviors that are out of the ordinary. Uh, I, I mean, this comes down to one thing for me. Uh, I, I, you know, at Active for Life, we focus on educating parents. And, and when you look at kids' sport, especially in Canada, it's probably the same in the United States. You know, we have adults as coaches. Adults and parents are administrators. They're working as officials. And, of course, they're involved in their own kids' uh, sporting life. Um and I think most parents understand how to to behave properly to help kids have a positive sport experience. So what do you think should be the role of parents in sport? Like, how can we help parents be even better in their role as sport parents? I mean, I think that overall, really what our job as a parent, and I, you know, I didn't mention this before, but I have a 12 and 13-year-old as well. So... That that's the most important thing I do is is parent my own kids, and the reason that I put my children in sport is not so they can get a scholarship, is not so they can um, turn professional, right? I I went, you know, I've been to La Masia and Manchester United, and I see what an eight year old soccer player, a nine year old soccer player, a ten year old soccer player looks like. My kids aren't that. I love my kids dearly, but you know, they're not that good and they're not in that good of an environment. And so there's no way they're going there. So now I can take a step back and say, okay, well, what, what can my kids do? Um, I want them to face adversity. I want them to lose their starting spot. I want them to get cut from a team. I want them to deal with a difficult coach or a difficult teammate. I want them to experience what it's like to work together with a group of people and achieve something great or come close and and fail. And so that's why my children are in sport. And I think when we dig down, that's why most people's children are in sport. And so I think my biggest piece of advice to parents is begin at the end, right? And say, if that's why I want my kids in sport and I work backwards from there, what are all the steps along the way to make sure that those things are happening? And when I look at those steps, then I have to say, okay, here's a difficult situation for my son or my daughter. Do I intervene as a parent or do I make them go talk to the coach and, and work this out themselves? When they have that moment of great disappointment or insight, how do I approach that conversation so that um, it becomes a, a learning moment for them? How do I create the space for them on the ride home after after games so that my daughter always likes to ask, hey, how did it go today? And my son, that question's never occurred to him, right? So, you know, I give him the space. I answer my daughter's questions. And, you know, I, I think this is it because ultimately we want a highly functioning human beings, um, and we want people who are active because we all know you've spoken on this podcast many times, the benefits of being active for life. Um, so this is what I want for my kids, lifelong lovers of activity and sport who learn a lot of lessons through it. And if they happen to have the motivation and the the luck and the hard work and the grit and the intrinsic motivation to actually get really good at it to maybe play at a university level or something like that. Well, then that's like, that's the cherry on top, but it's not why they're there. 
You know, when you say, I find this extremely um, eye-opening, when you say begin with the end in mind, really, um, what you're talking about is parents should be purposeful in the way they bring the sport experience and they enable a sport experience for their kids. Now, I know that you've been through this, this reflection process in your own life, but... Um, how do we get more parents to actually take the time to do this, to stop and ask themselves, why, why, why am I putting my kid in sport? Because that's really what you're talking about, isn't it, John? So how do we get more parents to, to, to think that way? Yeah, I, and I mean, I think listening to this, and, and my guess is most of your listeners are already thinking that way, right? Our biggest challenge is to get this to beyond the the most, um, you know, the, the, the people who are really the best parents for, for their children. You know, those are the people who usually come to my talks or your talks or listen to something like that or, or read a blog post. And so I think, number one, when you find, as a parent, if you're listening to this, when you find a good resource, uh, a great book, a, a great website, share it with five people that think like you, right? Like we can all think about, I always ask parents in my talks, like, hey, you know, yeah, I bet you're all picturing someone right now on the sideline of your game. And they all laugh, right? Because they are. Um, and then I say, okay, um, you know, that person's probably not going to listen to you. But you know what? Uh, you know, five or 10 people who think like you and are in it for the same reasons as you share good information with them and, and shift this environment. So it's no longer comfortable to be a parent standing in the stands, screaming at the 12 year old official, screaming at their kid, yelling at your kid too. Um, right now in sport in general, in North America, it's pretty comfortable to be that person because no one confronts them. But pretty sure, you know, pretty soon if, you know, 98% of people are like, hey, man, be quiet. That's not how we do things here. Um, those people either be quiet or, or they go away um, or they're removed. And I think that's really where it starts. So don't keep good information to yourself, parents. Share it with other people. Find great resources like Active for Life, or I think we have great stuff on Changing the Game Project, Positive Coaching Alliance, you know, Respect in Sport. There's so many great resources. Share it and then hold people accountable for that stuff. I mean, that's a, a great place to start. And then constantly reevaluate your own child in their pathway and understand their goals and why they're there um, and and make sure that the sporting organizations you're signing them up with um, are are aligned with why you put them in sport and I think this misalignment is a huge problem and I know Richard you see this a lot with some of the your your clients is athletes with eating disorders, ma depression, massive confidence issues because they were exposed to a type of coaching or a type of environment that is not aligned with those things, that was bullying, that was abusive. And um, But, well, boy, that coach wins a lot, so we don't want to say anything. And this is where I think as parents we have to say, no, no, no. That's not, that doesn't fit our, our long view. So I don't care how much you win or I don't care that this is, you know, triple A. We're going to double A um, because my son or daughter is going to be put in a good situation here with a coach that actually cares about the human being. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna bring a perspective here that um, all the work you're doing and all the work all these organizations are doing is actually uh, leading to some positive change. I believe I've seen a change over time. You know, I've as I said, I've been involved in sport for 30 years, and I think in general parents are better behaved now than when I was young. I remember horror stories when I was younger. Uh, and, and I'm 56, so I've, I've been around for a while, and I played sport, organized sport from a young age. But the other thing I see too is is um, one of my kid is 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 an elite athlete, uh, and and one thing I've noticed with great joy is as he's going up the system, um, you know, it's expected that. Parents behave. I remember him trying out for a, a provincial team at one point, and there was a parent meeting, and and there was a clear message from the or, the provincial organization, which is like your state organization, if you will. Uh, you know, he was going to make the state team. They told us. They told the parents, "You you, you got to behave. We expect you to behave. If you want your kid to do well in sport, in elite sport, you need you need to behave." So. I think, you know, we're talking to the converted quite often, but as you said, if the parents who get it share what they know, share the resources, um, it will create even more change. And there has been a lot of change in the game itself and in sport itself. And I think that's in great part to people like you, John. Well, I appreciate that. And I think we're, we're just doing our small part to make it better. You know, um, and, and it's hard. You know, I mean, people probably like you, they ask me all the time, do you see a difference? Are you making a difference? And, and you know, it's hard to say because you and I are both very close to it, right? So we we hear a lot more of the bad and a lot more of the good. And so I think sometimes I have kind of a, a skewed opinion of it. But I always say, you know, I think we're making a difference on uh, – uh, a macro level, but on a micro level, when I get an email from a, a dad or a mom that says your website, your TED talk, your book saved my relationship with my son, saved my relationship with my daughter, it's totally changed the way that I parent them in sport. Then I say, yeah, we're making a huge difference, right? We're, we're saving families one, one relationship at a time. And if you do that, that stuff starts to multiply. It has a multiplier effect. And, and so I truly believe we need many, many voices. I mean, I certainly, what I do from a business perspective in terms of doing workshops and books and all that, the positive coaching Alliance does. And people say, wow, aren't they your competition? I'm like we're not in competition. Like this, the, there's, there's such a huge area for, for growth here. And so I serve on their national advisory board, even though they do exactly what I do, because if they succeed, I succeed because I got into this to make a difference and, and to reach as many people as possible. And so Everyone that I can't reach, if they're reaching them, then that's great. And, you know, it's why I was, uh, you know, an active for life role model uh, for, you know, in the past. And any organization for me that's out there trying to get kids moving, trying to make the experience better and, and trying to improve coaching, then they will have our support because they need our support. And the more voices out there, 
for me, the better. And if one day I have no work left because the sporting environment is, is so good that people are like, you do what? Why would you need to do that? Then amen to that. I'll go sit in the beach somewhere. You know, that really put, puts a smile on my face. I could, I, I, you know, I could envision that day and I'm looking forward to it as well. I'd love to be on the beach as well. Uh, so parents, if you want to find great resources, I highly encourage you to go see John's website at changingthegameproject.com. Uh, John, I, I'd like to thank you very much for the work you do, but especially for taking the time to chat with us today. It's always a pleasure to have you on board and um, good luck with everything you're doing. Thank you, John. Thank you, guys. You guys, great. Good luck with everything you're doing as well, and I'm so excited that we're in this battle together. Thank you again for listening to the Active for Life podcast. If you like our topic today, be sure to visit activeforlife.com for more articles, activities, and tons of resources to help your kid develop physical literacy and live a positive sport experience.